Hey guys. So, obviously everybody's talking about what's been going on over the past week or so uh, with WWE streamlining a lot of their championships and to, make, to basically create less confusion. However, according to various sources like Fightful Select, you know, it's not doing that. It's not creating less confusion for the higher-ups. It's creating more confusion. Because when they look at Asuka's title that she was presented with on Friday, and then they look at Roman's the following, uh, of the previous week, they look at the fact that both say undisputed. But how can that be if you have a world champion, a world championship over on Raw held by Seth Rollins, and by mo more than likely after tonight, you're going to have a women's world champion in Rhea Ripley. You know, what sense does that make? So anybody can understand why the higher-ups are confused and everything as to, you know, what sense does that make when it really doesn't. But yet, you know, those um, concerns were apparently brushed off by certain um, higher executives, most notably in the eyes of a lot of people, uh, even without saying his name, Vince McMahon. But that's just people's opinion. But we can also look at it, like I said uh, in the previous video when I talked about these championships, we can also look at it from the fact that it's marketing. It's, you know, it's creating an identity. And that's one thing some people like JD and others have said. They understand it's, you know, it's about creating an identity, trying to differentiate Raw from SmackDown. And that's understandable. But, but again, what's, what's confusing mainly is why... Why keep the championships, you know, with the undisputed name on SmackDown when there is no undisputedness to even uh, talk about anymore? And as I mentioned in the last video, it's all basically not just a WWE decision, higher up decision, or you know, for you know, for more streamlined sim simplicity and all that, and uh, you know, as well as marketing to you know, sell replica titles and toy versions of those belts. But I also said it's a good chance it could be network meddling, like USA and Fox, who right now, WWE apparently has free range to negotiate with anybody else outside of Fox and USA. They have more free range now because, you know, the window to uh, basically get something done with them has expired. So now they have more free range up until the uh, up until fall of 2024 to, you know, get something done. But... Like I said in the previous video, it's all, it could also be network meddling. The networks, like USA and Fox, while still in the contract to them, could be the ones that are saying, hey, we want the championships to be like this, you know, so that we can make sure they, identi they identify our, our, our brand, our show, as different from the other. So it, could, so it could not just be, you know, Vince McMahon that's behind it, you know, and other higher execs that are kissing up to him, if you will, but it could also be you know, the networks make, you know, calling the shots, telling WWE, hey, make Asuka's title, you know, and Roman's title identical to each other, but in a way that identifies them with SmackDown, or, or for you, or USA coming down and saying, coming down on you, uh, WWE and saying, make uh, Seth and Rhea's titles identical and identifiable with Raw, you know, they could have, you know, that could have been what happened as well. And in addition to that, WWE may have made the decision, whether you believe it was Vince or not, that, hey, if we do this, we got to give them distinguishable looks so that that way, that way, and this was probably agreed upon by all parties, mere speculation on my part, but that way it makes them interchangeable. Because like I mentioned in the last video where I talked about the championships, 
you know, let's say another draft happens next year, and whoever the women's well, the women's champion on SmackDown is gets drafted over to Raw, and the women's world champion gets drafted over to SmackDown, then there will be less confusion. It'll be just like back in the mid uh, 2000s when they did that. You know, when they had uh, when they had basically uh, Batista go over to SmackDown, well, you know, John Cena went over to Raw. I mean, John Cena was the first one of the draft in 2005 to go over to Raw. So for the first few weeks, you know, they had, you know, two champions on there. And that was kind of confusing until WWE said, nope, we're going to put uh, Batista over on SmackDown, even it out. And, you know, were people kind of going, were people going online saying, well, that don't make sense. The, the world title is a Raw title and the WWE title is a SmackDown title. No, they didn't. Why? Because both championships were looked at as being interchangeable. In other words, you could place the WWE title on either brand and it's not going to make a difference. It won't be confusion. Same with the world title. You could put it on either brand. It's not going to make a difference. You know, because there's, because there's no identifying it with one brand over the other. You know, like we had previously. But, but again, that's why they're doing this. They're doing it not just for marketing, not just because maybe networks had a main say in it, you know, and all that. Not just to potentially sell new replicas of the belts for $300, $400, $500 a pop, or even toy replicas for like $20 a pop or $25 a pop or anything like that. But it's done to make sure that those championships are interchangeable. That, you know, basically by being interchangeable and being easier to go between brands in case another draft happens, it creates less confusion, even though, as reports have stated and I've mentioned, there are people in the high, people of the higher-up status in the headquarters that feel it's kind of confusing that one set of titles is undisputed while the other is going to say world, and that doesn't make sense since that does cause disputeness. Like, who is the top-tier champion? Which is why I believe, over time, Reigns is just going to be known as the Universal Champion or WWE Champion, and... You know, Asuka, they're already doing it now. It's just going to be referred to as the women's champion, you know, of SmackDown. And I think the reason there was the undisputed thing put onto the uh, belt for Asuka is they didn't have time uh, because maybe they were pressured by the networks or whoever. Vince, maybe. Who knows? We don't know. Uh, but maybe they were pressured in a time into a time crunch to where they said, just slap the undisputed thing on there. Onto a, onto a white strap and just go from there and we can fix it later. And that's probably what happened. More than likely, that's probably what happened, which is why it says undisputed. But maybe over time, they're fixing that so that way the next time we see the championship on, um, on television, we get an up-close look at it, it'll say women's underneath and not undisputed. So I think that's why the championship said undisputed because in my opinion, they were probably in a time crunch uh, to, you know, kind of get the presentation out there. Um, I don't know if it's going to be the same way with Rhea tonight. I think they've gotten a little bit more time and all that to, to get a championship done and all that. So we'll see what happens. The other news that came out as well is we're going to have a unification, you know, and this came out of SmackDown, I should say, a unification of the WWE Women's Tag Team titles and the NXT Women's Tag Team titles into one, into basically the unified uh, Tag Team Championship for the women. Now, obviously, a lot of fingers are going to be pointing towards Shayna and Ronda as the ones to win it. And that might be what happens, more than likely. Or, who knows, maybe, they ha maybe Shayna, and Ronda, Shayna and Ronda will put over Alba Fire and, El and Isa Dawn, Elsa, Dawn, 
Elsadon, if you will, uh, Isodon, and let them be the undisputed champions. But I think it's more than likely to go over to Ronda and Shayna because Ronda has that uh, ma mainstream media appeal, if you will, that WWE still looks at with her. Uh, and Shayna, by association, you know, gets a lot more exposure. So obviously, it's going to go to them. And they're going to build up, obviously, if things are going to go in the direction, hopefully, that they're trying to write the, uh, write the ship into, uh, if you will, when it comes to these tag team titles, they're going to build up Shayna and, Shayna and Ronda as being an unstoppable duo that basically laughs at the competition, calls out the challengers, get the challengers, get the fight, you know, get a match with them. And whether the match goes 10 minutes, 5 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever, you know, they'll still end up, that in the end, they'll still end up reigning supreme. You know, they're going to get built up as an unstoppable force, but at the same time, hopefully, by being built up in that manner, the you know, they'll get to a situation to where they'll get so cocky that whoever they go up against, whether it's Caden Carter and Katana Chance, or it's Elsa Dawn and Elba Fire, or whoever, beats them for the title, and maybe that starts to create the dissension between the two, but we'll see. But that's just my opinion where I think they're heading towards. Basically, more than likely, like I said, they're going to give the championships to Ronda and Shayna, the unified title, to where they'll be built up as an unstoppable duo. And then, you know, because they feel like they unt they're untouchable, nobody can beat them, that's when they'll drop the guard, lose the titles, maybe a miscommunication. And then you'll have Shayna and Ronda at odds with Shayna, more than likely, according to sources, becoming the babyface out of the whole situation. While Ronda, more, more suitable to be a heel, will put the blame on Shayna. Because, hey, I'm Ronda Rousey. I can't do no wrong. I'm better than even you because I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Hollywood star. I'm a mainstream star. What are you? You know, you're just riding my coattails kind of deal. So I, could, so I could see them going in that direction and probably is the most obvious direction they're going. Now, speaking of championships, going back to Asuka, she was presented with the new women's championship um, this past Friday by Adam Pearce. But just as Adam Pierce was stra uh, basically st uh, strapping the title around her waist, Charlotte Flair's music hits. And out she comes. And she basically says she wants a title shot. And she has to correct Adam Pierce because Adam Pierce says, Look, I know your reputation and everything. I know what you've done. But like anybody else, you got to get to the back of the line. You got to wait your turn. And Charlotte's like, uh, Excuse me, Adam. You, do you know who I am? I'm Charlotte Flair, I'm the queen. I don't go to the back of the line. I made the line. And so what happens? Asuka agrees to the, uh, to the match, which is going to happen two weeks from this Friday, basically the day before Money in the Bank. Now, what's interesting is there was a situation earlier where basically if Bianca agreed not to come out and interrupt the championship uh, presentation, she'll get the first crack at that title in Asuka. But now... Bianca basically confronted him again, and Adam's like, look, I'm going to take care of this, I'll fix this, and Bianca's like, yeah, you better. And it, and by having that attitude, and then saying what she did on Twitter, <coughs> about the whole scenario, it definitely feels like we're heading into that uh, proposed and talked about and rumored and reported uh, Bianca heel turn uh, against Charlotte. But here's what's crazy. Here's what's crazy. Fans, you know, even though fans are turning on Bianca right now, you know, d depending on, you know, the situation she's in, whether she's going to be, whether she's champion or not, you know, despite the fact that they're turning on her, 
they are going to cheer her over Charlotte. I'm, and I'm not exaggerating that. Charlotte's in a position right now that is similar to John Cena, similar to Roman Reigns, similar to Hulk Hogan, you know, and others, to where basically anytime she, you know, gets brought back and everything, she's always automatically put to the top or always automatically made champion. And that gets on people's nerves. You know, that gets on people's nerves and everything. So, you know, obviously because it, it does such, you know, it makes any opponent that she goes up against, you know, whether she's portrayed as the baby face at times, it makes her become the heel. Well, it makes the person that's supposed to be the heel be the baby face. So by default, it's going to make Bianca, even though she's supposed to be the heel, the baby face. It's going to make people cheer for Bianca more than Charlotte because they are sick and tired of Charlotte. They do not want Charlotte anywhere near a championship ever again, even though they know from what people have reported, the, the word going around is that, they, is that WWE wants to put the championship on her about 16 to 21 times to match, if not tie, and surpass her father, Ric Flair. You know, you know, that's pretty much, you know, you know that's pretty much, a, I guess you could say, a very exposed, not very well-kept secret by WWE that that's their intention. But here's what other people like Alex, just Alex of Just Alex Central, Alex's World, had to say about the situation. Charlotte Flair is in a position, you know, and I compared her to Cena, Reigns, Hogan, you know, and even her father. You know, she's in a situ she's in a position right now where, just like she said on SmackDown, I don't need to get to the back of the line. I made the line. I am the line. You know, so I'm always going to get first dibs. You know, she's in a situation now to where she can, you know, what she said on there, you know, she said on SmackDown by mentioning that, to me, that's a shoot. That is a shoot. Basically, her coming out and saying, hey, I'm Charlotte Flair. I'm the queen. You know, I've done all this, so I don't have to wait. I have a right to just say, give me the title shot. Done. You know, and here, again, going back to what Alex, Alex of Alex's World said, he pointed out that, unfortunately... Unfortunately, the same could be said if she was to go elsewhere. Because not only is she good in the ring, yeah, she has a few botches here and there, there's no doubt, depending on what, depending on the moonsaults she does, whether it's a straight up one or a twisting one or whatever. She is basically, basically one of the best female wrestlers in the world. And what's crazy is what Alex said about her going anywhere else, you know, it would pretty much be the same thing. You know, he said if she was to go to AEW, which is one of the company logos you could see up here on the upper left-hand corner, uh, if she was to go to AEW, AEW would do would treat her pretty much the same. Yes, there might be situations to where, according to Alex and his opinion, you know, she might be so told, "Hey, you got to do these eliminate matches or qualifying matches," you know, to potentially get a shot and everything against these opponents. You know, that might that might happen. But then again, this is Charlotte Flair. You know, this is Ashley Flair, if you will. And this is somebody that who that has a uncle, if you will, that has someone that's basically like a second father and uncle to her in the Enforcer Arn Anderson over there, and someone that can legitimately bring her father in if needed. This is somebody that Tony Khan, whether you want to admit it or not, just like CM Punk, he would roll out the red carpet for. 
He would. And CM Punk is a big example because did CM Punk do any qualifying matches or eliminator matches to get a shot at the world title? No. Even when they got rid of the win-loss scenario and everything, did they, you know, did CM Punk have to qualify? No. He just automatically got the shot. You know, Tony Khan said, I want you to be champion. Even though CM Punk said no, you know, Tony Khan said it'd be great for marketing. It'd be a great idea to help to boost the company. So CM Punk agreed, even though CM Punk didn't want to do it. But that's an example of Tony Khan rolling out the red carpet for him. I mean, going back 20 years ago, it's going to be 20 years next summer, 19 years this time around, or this month, 19 years this month, or 20 years, depending on how you, you know, count it or view it. It's almost about 20 years ago, WCW, was it 20? No, no, it was 30 years ago, 30 actually. You know, almost 30 years ago, or exactly 30 years ago, 1994, WCW did the same thing for Hulk Hogan. Did Hogan have any matches to earn his shot against Ric Flair? No. They rolled out the red carpet for him. First match in, Bash at the Beach, 1994, he became champion. Why? Because he's Hulk Hogan. And they don't want to, and they don't want to make him look like he's on the same level as anybody else in the company. So they're automatically going to give him a shot right off the bat. Another example, another example, ladies and gentlemen, another example, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Bushido Entertainment, Bushido Road, whatever they call themselves, and Mercedes Monet, formerly Sasha Banks. What happened? Not even, not even, uh, what is it? Not even one match in. You know, not even one match in. She didn't, in fact, she didn't even have to qualify or compete in, you know, a number one contenders match or anything. Her first match in, not even qualifying or, you know, fighting for contendership or anything. Mercedes Monet, first match in, becomes IWGP Women's Champion. And all because New Japan rolled out the red carpet for her. They didn't have to do it. But because of who she is, who she has connections to and everything, they rolled out the red carpet. That's what they did. And what happened? First match in, she becomes the IWGP Champion. She does. And then... And then, even after she drops the title, we go to NJ uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong Resurgence, uh, or NJ on NJPW uh, Resurgence. You know here in the states, and the main event and the tournament to crown the first NJPW Strong Women's Champion, and we have the finals between her and Willow Nightingale. And according to various reports, if it wasn't for her getting injured, she would have won that match. Because New Japan Strong, mostly New Japan, and Bushido Entertainment, Bushido Road, created that championship specifically for Mercedes. In other words, what I'm getting at is it doesn't matter where Charlotte Flair would be. It doesn't matter if she would go to Impact. It doesn't matter if she'd go to New Japan, All Japan. It doesn't matter if she'd go to WOW. It doesn't matter if she goes to EVE or any of the... Companies, you see the logos plastered on the screen here. It doesn't matter. If any of them had a women's division, you know, and all that, if any of them had a women's division, if she comes in, either as Charlotte Flair or Ashley Flair, she is automatically going to get the red carpet rolled out for her, and she is automatically going to become champion, whether you like it or not. And that's what's going on here with WWE. Despite the fact that she has been champion over 14 to 15 times, it's because of who she is, what she's accomplished, and all that, that they are going to roll the red carpet out for her. In addition to that, she also has 
the reputation of being one of the best wrestlers in the world that's currently under WWE contract. While her fiancé, her husband, is working for the competition. A competition that would love to have Charlotte Flair. They would love to have Ashley under contract. I mean, imagine the matches. They would love the dream matches. They would love to get out, out of Ashley upon her arrival if that was to happen. Ashley Flair, Britt Baker, Ashley Flair... You know, see, you know, a rematch with Soraya, years in the making, because Soraya did face Charlotte when she was in, when they were both in WWE. Anyway, or what else? Uh, Charlotte and Char Ashley and Tony Storm. Tony Storm wants revenge. You know, you're bringing in Ashley Flair. There you go. Storyline wise, you could prove that it don't matter where Ashley goes. Ashley's always going to be better than Tony. Or. Oh, who, oh, who else? Um, uh, Ashley Flair, Charlotte Flair, and Jake Cargill, Charlotte Flair, Chris Statlander. You get the idea. These are matches that Tony Khan, if he ever gets his paws on Ashley Flair, on Charlotte Flair, would is just drooling at the possibilities of making a reality. And she is the kind of person, she is the kind of person he would roll out the red carpet for just like CM Punk. You know, just like CM Punk. So again, it don't matter. It don't matter if she goes to GCW, Game Changer Wrestling, and they decide, okay, Ashley, we're going to create a women's only tournament of death, uh, women's only deathmatch championship, and we're going to make you the first one. You know, and she's not even competing in any matches previously to qualify for that tournament or to be in the match to make said champion. GCW will roll out the red carpet for her. Same with AAA. You know, Triple A has the Reina de Reyes, Reina de Reyes Championship. You do not, t you cannot tell me that they would not roll out the red carpet for Charlotte Flair. They would, because one of the people that works for them is her f husband, Andrade. Same with PWG, they would do the same thing. You get what I'm saying? We can be upset about this all we want. We can be upset about this all we want. You know, the thing is, we just got to live with the fact that even if she agrees to put Asuka over and divert her attention into a non-title feud with Bianca to see who is the, the most dominant on Smack on the SmackDown roster between on the SmackDown women's roster between the two of them, and it gives Asuka, you know, clearance to go against, let's say, whoever the Money in the Bank winner is, maybe EO, Bianca, maybe EO Bailey, who knows? You know, even if she agrees. To do the job to Oscar to move into a few with Bianca, again, it's not gonna, it's not to, again, it's not gonna matter in the long scheme of things, you know, whether she does, whether she uh, is gonna, whether that's gonna happen or not, because the point is, WWE realizes they have a gold mine on their hand, they have a gold mine, they have a face of their women's division, that could be put on equal status, as a John Cena. As a Roman Reigns. As a Hulk Hogan. And if you think they're going to upset that apple cart. You think they're going to disrupt that banquet. That is Charlotte Flair that they have in their in the, in the palm of their hands. No. Even Like I said. Even if she agrees to put over Asuka. To move into a program with Bianca. And Asuka gets free to go up against EO. Bailey. Whoever. Or Zoe Stark. Or whoever wins the MITB for the women. You know on. Uh, a couple of weeks from now in London, you know, she's always going to be put in the title picture. 
Anytime she returns, either it's from injury or from a break, you know, which she has earned, she has the right, she has rightfully earned, no matter how you feel about it, she's always going to be put in the title picture. Again, I go back to Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan didn't even compete in a match in WCW about 20 years ago. First match in, he becomes champion. Heck, even, tw heck, well, not 20 years ago, but 30 years ago, or 29 years ago, didn't even compete in a match, and the first match in, he becomes champion. But let's go back to 30 years ago. Let's go back to 1993. You know, a couple of months prior, in 1993, the end of WrestleMania, what happened? What happened? Did Hogan, you know, did Hogan compete in any other one-on-one -on -one matches or tag matches or whatever in live events or anything leading up to Mania? No. He competed in a tag match with Brutus Beefcake against Money Inc., Ted DiBiase, and IRS. Won, won the match by disqualification or whatever it was. But then... But then, upon agreeing to come back, what happens? He gets inserted into the title match right away. I mean, he even did a promo, an interview with Mean Gene Oakland, stating that he wants the winner of Bret Hart, Yokozuna. And then what happens? He goes right out at the end and, and everything, gets challenged by Yokozuna and Mr. Fuji, becomes champion, and is champion until about 30 years ago, this time frame, before he lost it back to Yokozuna, because he didn't want to depending on who you believe or what you believe, he didn't want to put Bret Hart over at SummerSlam. You get what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? You know, it, do it doesn't matter how you feel about Charlotte Flair, okay? It doesn't matter whether or not you feel she should earn her shot. It don't matter whether or not you feel she shouldn't even be wrestling anymore because she's done it all. Or it doesn't matter whether you feel, you know, she has the right or WWE has the right to have her break her father's record. You know, the, the truth of the matter is this. The truth of the matter is this. It's because of who she is, how good she is in the ring, and all that, the notoriety, the mainstream exposure she brings to the company, along with the likes of a Ronda Rousey, that she is getting this opportunity. Again, I go back to New Japan rolling out the red carpet for Mercedes, a.k.a. Sasha, first match in, becomes champion. And, and then, what, months later, after she drops that championship, the tournament to crown the first ever New Japan Strong Women's Champion was made specifically for her. No one else. Not Willow. For her. And what happened? She got injured, but if it wasn't for that injury, she would have been the champion, and she would probably be holding that championship for who knows how long. Maybe even having, a ch maybe even having somebody from AEW challenge her at Forbidden Door. We don't know. The same with... AEW. I mean, you think Tony Khan's not looking at Mercedes and it's like, well, I'm, uh, when I get Mercedes under my under my roster and I sign her to a contract, I'm rolling out the red carpet to her just like I did CM Punk. I'm going to make her the face of the women's division. Outcast storyline, other women, AEW originals, be damned. She's going to be my face. Do you not think, do you not think he's not looking at that and thinking about it and considering it? He is. He is. I'm surprised Impact didn't do the same thing for Trinity. And you know why? Because Trinity probably said, no, I want to prove myself. Trinity probably is like, look, I don't have the resume of a Charlotte. I don't have the resume of a Mercedes. I want to prove myself. I want to find my groove again. And yeah, it may have taken a little shorter for her than any other any of the other women that have been there longer to get a shot against the a shot against uh, Diana and the knockouts title and everything, but at least she's putting the effort in. She's putting the work in 
to get that opportunity. And that opportunity is coming at Slammiversary. The point I'm getting at, guys, is we could be upset about Charlotte becoming, you know, coming back and automatically being put into the women's title picture and everything, you know, all we want. But if the plan is for her to lose, put over Asuka, and as a result, she goes into a program with Bianca with the winner facing who, facing the women's, uh, competing for the women's championship down the line against either Asuka or whoever beats Asuka for the title, then fine, so be it. I'm cool with that. You know, but again, we have to come to the reality, whether we like to or not, that she's in that position to where it don't matter where she goes, companies are going to roll out that red carpet. They're going to treat her like royalty. Just like, as I mentioned, just like New Japan has done for Mercedes, you know, and everything. They've rolled out the red carpet for her because she is royalty. She is royalty in their eyes, in her, her connection. Tony Khan's probably going to do the same thing if he gets the opportunity. And again, historically, it's been shown. Hulk Hogan had the red carpet rolled out for him in WCW. Ticker, ticker, ticker tape parade and everything at Walt Disney World. He had the red carpet rolled out for him. He did. He didn't have to compete in any uh, n- number one contender matches or any other m- matches to prove he still has it. No. First match in, he became champion. First match back in, you know, second match back in WWE. What do you do? Become champion. You know, again, it's all about the status. It's all about the status that the person has, whether we like to agree to it and admit it or not. You know, so you could have JD from NY206 be upset with it, and he has the right to be. You could have Solomonster, Jason Solomon, be upset with it, you know, and he has the right to be. You could have Alex of Alex's world, you know, be okay with it, but be upset at the fact that, you know, he feels WWE doesn't have anything for her, but that's going to probably change uh, in a couple of weeks or within as we build up to that match in a couple of weeks between her and um, and Bianca and all that. You know, you can have him be upset at the fact that, hey, I have no problem if she is good, if she does get put in this position because she's earned it, but I do have a problem with her not having a program or a story to justify it or something to do in between getting title opportunities. So, you know, and he has the right to that too. It's, it's what he has the right to that too, I should say, to be, you know, to feel that way. But the point is, it don't matter. It don't matter. Because, again, like he said, AEW would probably do the same thing. Maybe they try to have her do qualifying matches. Maybe not. We don't know. But the point is, it don't matter where people like her, don't matter people like Mercedes, it don't matter where people like, you know, Hogan, you know, CM Punk, Roman Reigns, Ric Flair, it don't matter. You know, past or present. It don't matter. Future, if you will. It don't matter. If you're a big, recognizable name, you know, qualifying matches be damned. Proving yourself in individual matches be damned. You will automatically be put into the title picture. End of story. And whether people like that or not, that is the truth and it's a hard truth to uh, swallow. But guys, that's all I'm going to really say. Let me know what your thoughts are down below. Hit the super thanks at the end of the premiere here to help donate in that manner. Our super chats were, and I probably put it in the title description or in the description um, as you watch this video. Super chats are open. If you feel like donating, it will be greatly appreciated. You will, you will also get an audio version of this at my BW Roses Discussions podcast, and all where you can, where, which you can listen to on all your favorite 
audio podcast outlets. But more specifically, I would recommend checking out you uh, listening on Spotify because that helps me a lot. You know, unlocking the ambassador ads. Um, you know, a, a key, if you will, to making more financial uh, gain in that manner. Also, check out the Teespring store and everything to help me out there by clicking the shop button as, when it appears on the display, on the title display, on the info display, I should say, as well as hit the little shopping bag as well, uh, or click in the links uh, uh, below. Also, check out my Patreon, guys. Uh, as, you, as well, you can get a shout-out, a shout-out, and access to, um, you know, stuff nobody else can get to, as well as, you know, a shout-out, access, and a QA. and a one, the first one is the $1 tier, second one is $3 tier, and the other is the $5 tier. But guys, that's all I'm going to really say on this situation. Give me your thoughts, like I said, in the live chat, during the premiere, as well as in the comments below. Do you agree with me on this? And some of the other news I brought, another wrestling news and you know stuff that I've discussed, let me know down below. And until next time, guys, I am out.